0: welcome welcome to the rainbow tree therapies podcast my name is lisa Haverly. i will be your host and i look forward to sharing with you tips and strategies on how to best support your family's mind body and heart thanks again for being here okay and so with that i'm going to introduce katie francis katie thank you for being here Thank you for being um, your willingness to share your story and your words of wisdom for the families out there. And so if you could please just first share a little bit about who you are, what your roles are, and what you're currently doing, that would be great. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with everybody. Um, So I am a wife, a mom to two littles, Lila, who's three and a half, and Lainey, who is six Mm -hmm. months old six months old, Um, and I am a school counselor at Somerset High School, and I also help coordinate mindfulness for our district with our mindfulness team, and I'm also a yoga teacher. Um, So those are some big passions of mine, kind of infusing some of my professionalism into my kind of passion of connecting mind and body um, and working on integrating those two worlds.
0: Yes, and we are doing great things in Somerset. I do have to say that I Enjoy um, being a part of a district that has kind of embraced this mindfulness, or at least is trying to embrace mindfulness as a practice and supporting social emotional health. So it's been great getting to know Katie, and and that's why I've invited her here because she is a leader um, and has a great vision to share. And so, with that, so Katie, a part of this podcast is bringing people on to kind of share their personal stories as a way to relate to other people and to families because we all go through storms in our life. Um, and we have to figure out ways to navigate those. And so I've been asking people, my um, visitors here on my podcast to share a personal story, if you would, of a time when you experienced and encountered a storm and how you navigated that. Yes.
1: Yes. I, I love to hear other people's stories and love to share, share stories of things that we've gone through as well. Um, kind of the biggest storm that we've navigated thus far uh, was about five years ago. My husband and I were pregnant with our first baby, um, Finley, and some complications came up and we um, had to be induced at around 28 weeks. And in that process, we lost our baby Finley. Um, so he is you know, near and dear to our hearts and we think about him daily. Um, but along that journey of all the emotions and the pain we went through. um, We learned a lot about ourselves, about each other. I will say it really strengthened us as a couple. um, And in our marriage, it took time to get there, um, but it definitely did. Um, And we experienced, you know, a lot, a lot of pain, a lot of grief, sadness, and then some days joy, and then sometimes guilt for feeling that joy. So it was a little bit confusing with, with all the emotions that we went through. Um, but we acknowledged those emotions and, you know, we, we talked about them as much as we could. Um, I was a big, you know, processor and talking through things and my husband a little bit different in terms of how he was handling things. So we, we kind of met each other where we needed to and, and found that support from each other along the way.
0: Yeah. And I could see where you having that shared experience with your husband, trying to navigate how, and acknowledging how everybody would experience grief in their own way but yet needing to be there for each other and and knowing that this was something that happened to the both of you um, and such sadness and such grief so I am sure there is other families who have experienced something similar either a miscarriage or the death of a child. Um, And so what I'm hearing you saying is to acknowledge just and allow the feelings to come, to recognize that we don't all um, grieve the same way. And is there anything else now in looking back um, that you would suggest to families who might be kind of in the midst of this intense grief and trying to grapple with something like this, um, Mm -hmm. like losing a child? Yeah, I think trying
1: to find a way to even verbalize the feelings that you're having. Um, Maybe, maybe not verbalize, maybe writing down, but trying to get those feelings out of within us um, and out to something else, whether that be a person or a piece of paper, um, to kind of really make those feelings real because they are those are valid feelings that you're going through in these storms Um, and we we all experience those feelings and and it hits us in different ways but if we can kind of acknowledge them we can try to sit with them even though they might be uncomfortable they they most likely will be uncomfortable Um, but kind of in that discomfort then we can begin some of that healing process and um, you know just acknowledging where we're at in our journey
0: yeah, and I know that yoga is a part of your world. Has that always been, or is that something that came in at a certain time in your life? Yeah. I
1: would say it's kind of... Always been a part of it, but for different reasons. So initially, yoga was my sole way to kind of be active and be physical. It was my workout. Um, I think at that time, I didn't acknowledge or realize the the impact it was having on you know kind of my emotions. Um, but then going through this experience with Finley, um, I definitely tapped into yoga quite a bit more, um, and it it really allowed me to connect that mind and body piece um, sure. and find some ways to just be with those feelings and still move through them. So you're physically moving, but you're still sitting with some of these feelings that are going on, but it's it's like they're just kind of working their way through your body.
0: Yeah, I can see where yoga would be a very powerful modality yeah. in, in going through that kind of grief process or having some kind of mindful movement, if not yoga, just mindful walking or some kind of exercise or mindfulness practice or something to kind of gather yourself And be in the present moment Mm -hmm. and identifying and acknowledging those feelings um, of grief would be very powerful very powerful okay so moving on um i know that you are a guidance counselor at the high school level in the somerset school district and so and I, know, I recognize that you support students in many different areas. So from graduation, um, I know right now you are supporting the ninth graders um, yeah. and you are just coming off of maternity leave. But if you could share a little bit about your role at the high school level, kind of what your day-to-day looks like. And if you had to pick out certain topics or th- certain themes that come up with your day-to-day in navigating the worlds of teenagers, mm-hmm. if you could share that with us, that would be super helpful as well
1: yeah so as school counselors we support students you know academically um, exploring careers exploring life after high school and then also emotionally as well Um, so days in the high school look pretty different it's pretty unpredictable which for me is a beautiful thing it's nice to be able to show up for kids however they need me each and every day Um, and you know oftentimes we'll have students scheduled to come and meet with us but there are a lot of times that students will just drop in because something happened at home last night or something happened between friends or they're anxious about an upcoming exam or a situation in a class whatever it might be Um, so part of my job is to hold that space for them to then be able to process kind of where they're at what they need and how they can move through whatever they're working on Um, so a big a big piece of that is you know creating a calm environment for them and a big need I'm seeing right now um, a lot with all students, but with ninth graders for sure, is kind of figuring out how to be able to just calm down and be present um, when they're being kind of bombarded with all these things from social media to things um, with friends or at home, whatever it is. So finding a way for them to understand to how, how their body can just be um, right. without taking in all of these extra things.
0: And I do recognize that I think our teenagers are more bombarded than ever before. And I think technology definitely plays a part in that. Um, But then them also needing some coping skills, like what do I do when I'm feeling this way? And um, I appreciate that that is one of your roles that um, of supporting teenagers in learning how to cope or just be with their bodies and at least tuning into it and go, that's how you're feeling. That is, that is the emotion. That is stress, right? And helping them put kind of labels to how they're feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So labeling yeah. those things and then working with them, right? Like you're saying, those coping skills are right big things that we're working on day in, day out with kids.
0: Yeah. And so another thing I, I'm trying to bridge, like... Um, how to care for the whole family unit. And I know that you work at the high school with teenagers or with students, but if you could suggest to families kind of how to navigate that world of of supporting teenagers. I have two teenage boys myself, and there are moments where I'm like, okay, what roller coaster am I on here? Because the emotions are so up and down, and you just never know what you know what you're gonna get. Which which side of them are you gonna na- get on a, any certain day? Um, so, if you had any tips on how to navigate that roller coaster or how to communicate with your teen, what would those tips be?
1: Yeah, I think well, one like you said, the communication is the biggest piece. So even though it feels like you know maybe they don't want to talk about, it, they don't want to check in, presenting an opportunity for them to have a space where they can talk about it. So even just paying attention to things. Hey, I noticed that this is going on, or I noticed that something's a little bit different today. Is there anything you wanna talk about? You know, So it, it still gives them that kind of power control if, if they choose to to take it, um, but you're creating the space that that allows them to feel as though they can share whatever they might be going through, um, good or bad, right? We wanna create these op- opportunities and conversations for all of our emotions and all of our, our things that come across our paths.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that when you say I'm noticing. Um, And we've learned that I think through our mindfulness work and our practice that that is a um, less um, direct way and more of an inviting way to initiate communication. And Mm -hmm. so I try to do that. I really do, Katie. It can be tricky (laughs) at times. I'm not going to lie. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that intro of I'm noticing versus what's wrong with you? Why are you acting that way? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Any other tips that you would suggest to families as they navigate um at home with perhaps teenagers?
1: Yeah, I think some things we we kind of forget about or it's easy to just oh yeah we have all these things going on Um, bringing things back to kind of what we're grateful for and creating that positive environment from the get-go each and every day or maybe at the closing at night so you go to bed um, with that grateful heart or whatever works for your family Um, but starting things you know small maybe it's okay we're going to share one thing that we're grateful for before we leave the house this morning or as we get back into the house after school or work we're going to share one thing that went well Um, something with my family we do highs and lows around the dinner table so we we make sure that we have dinner together every night and create that community um, which then helps create that space um, and a place for us to hold those emotions and those those opportunities to support each other when emotions come up. Um, And then we go around and we share our highs and lows. And often our three and a half year old reminds us, oh my gosh, we haven't done our highs and lows yet. And then we always start and and she gets to pick who gets to start first. And often it's not herself, which is a really cool thing to see too. So it's just a way to create conversation. Um, But the gratitude piece can lead to, you know, a lot of really positive impacts um, as you continue to do it. And just brings us back to those those good feelings that we all need to experience
0: too. Yeah, and I like that. So one habit or new routine that they that families could implement then is to have a gratitude practice or have a time of sharing highs and lows from the day to give the opportunity to support and to share um, if they're willing to share. So then it's kind of this shared experience and a shared community of support. I love that, I really love that. Um, Anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today as far as any professional wisdom, any personal thoughts that have helped you along your life journey thus far um, that you think could be supportive?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, handling each situation, you know, with thinking about the other person, okay, what could this person be going through or what could have happened to this person or my daughter or my son or my spouse or whoever it is, you know? two minutes before I'm having this interaction with them and, and just showing them some of that kindness and that love and that empathy um, and really holding space for one another. I think that can create just a much better energy for all of us. And, and knowing that we're supportive, it, supported is a beautiful thing.
0: Yes. And I think that too um, speaks to it's not always about you, mm-hmm. like how somebody shows up to pause and think about their perspective or to consider they might be going through something and it's really about what they're going through and less about you. I yeah. think that's important too. Mm-hmm. Um, would you happen to have a quote that you would like to share with us today that can kind of lead us um, out of this conversation and interview um, that will inspire us and to keep on keeping on?
1: Yes, I do. This one is near and dear to my heart helps me slow down and just a good reminder for me. And I hope it um, speaks to some of you as well. And it is from Ian Thomas. And every day the world will drag you by the hand yelling, this is important and this is important and this is important. You need to worry about this and this and this. And each day it's up to you to yank your hand back, put it on your heart and say, no, this is what's important.
0: I love that. This is what is important. And you get to decide that. You get to decide what is important to you. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Katie, for being here. I appreciate your time and your wisdom and sharing your personal story. I know it will resonate and be relatable to many others and hopefully offer some healing. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Supporting the Mind, Body, and Hearts of families. I do hope you know that you are not alone. We are all navigating the storms of life. If you need additional support or resources, please make sure you are a member of our private Facebook group, Rainbow Tree, supporting the mind, body, and hearts of families, or please reach out to Lisa Haverly at RainbowTreeInfo@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope to see you down the road.